YT Productions. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they won a loss. And who the ball? So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes, sir. and pay attention, Boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson, yes. and you gon' learn today, you gon' learn today, how your team they play, play, they play, how they play, boy, you gon' learn today, how your team they play, they play, they play, how they play, play, yeah, we represent that swag, that me yak, and let me say, say, what's up to Tennessee, stay, stay, you tune into the agency, sports lab, with Dr. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Let me get my camera straight here a little bit as getting center this center look. You know, I want to make sure y'all can see my new background, as they say. Where I want to go. Where I want to go. There we go. Bring the hey, people. Hey, Mike, you cameras already. Yeah, he sure is. Look at him. <laughs> Man, I tell you. Is <laughs> he? Showing off the office background. I, I see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to episode. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Welcome to episode 167 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show is covering the sporting HBC diaspora, all things HBC sports from institutions large and small, from institutions of the NAIA to NCA, we share insights and information on the HBC sports culture, HBC athletic aesthetic to facilitate the story of HBC athletic programs in the business of HBC sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cobill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We're filming from uh, our home studios, or at least I'm actually on the campus of Texas Southern University. Uh, it's that time of the year, and it's getting real for me to find a way to be around campus. I need to be a little closer into the action. I'm your host, along with co-host Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, as I said. They are filming from their home studio, sending a signal live to KCH 1230 AM studios with Texas Radio Hall of Famer. I should say two-time Hall of Honor Reed, uh, as he just recently was inducted into the HISD Hall of Fame. Uh, as they correctly call it over there, that the salute. Hall of Honors. Tip, tip my hat and salute. Salute to Ralph Cap. Tip my cap in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas, no doubt. As we get into it, today's episode of Inside HBC Sports Lab with THG Agency. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Today's show brings us Steve Gaither, HBC Game Day. Well, I actually have A.D. Drew come from behind the production line as uh, him, uh, part of the sports rap. As you know, Brian and A.D. 
they're going to give us an update as I debut. I'm excited. I debut the mid-major poll rankings. No, don't worry. We were not going to forget about the CIAA, the SIAC, those Division II and NIA independents, as we like to call it, that are a member of other uh, conferences, if you would. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, and we'll get, give a lot of time to that breakdown. So we're going to have them gentlemen uh, match it up for us in a lot of ways, if you would, to see what's going on, uh, just to mix it up, get into a little CIAA, SIEC action. But as we get into it, you know, you all know that last Tuesday, you all blessed me with the opportunity to step away from. <laughs> you know, so I went to the Bahamas. Yeah, I'm rubbing it in just a little bit. I'm rubbing it in a little bit. A little bit. Y'all mind peas and rice. Let me, let, me not be, let me not be this type of host. Let me ask Mike, how you doing today? Oh, man, I am pretty good. I am wearing my Tuesday shadow after being on the road for about three or four weeks straight. I'm wearing my Tuesday shadow. Don't get used to it. It's coming off. So uh, we're we're getting it ready. Get, can't wait for the season to start on all levels. HBCU football ready. And getting ready for uh, 1876 Sports and Culture podcast and streamlining starting August 29th, coming to a streamlining. What you what 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 you say? What you say, man? You heard me. I said 1876 Sports and Culture, <laughs> aka the Hill. Oh boy! Panthers. <laughs> so we're following. My homeboy CB and Neely's footsteps. We're trying to get to that that plateau. We're not there yet, but we're just getting started. We have one year under the belt, so we're starting season two. I told y'all, come on, y'all, y'all sticking in that podcast land. It's all right. I said you better come over to the streaming world. That's where it's at. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, Di Love. They were over there in that podcast land, and then they got a itch. Twitch with the pregame yeah. show. Now they just kicking butt and taking names, man. You can't get enough. You get some inside information. I don't think you can get anywhere else in terms of what they got going on. It is hey, no, hanging with Troy Aikman and all the greats. And I'm like, we we all came. Oh, you saw that too? You saw that yeah. too? Uh, let, let me be we a, a, let me be we a how you doing, Charles? We talking talking about you like you ain't even here. How you doing? I know, right? All right. <laughs> doing well, Dr. Gaville. I had to put my uh, uh, professorial uh, sport jacket on with you today. I'll register for classes. Got got a couple classes to to, to looks like I'm gonna teach here, so I'm 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 excited. I'm really excited. He he's an adjunct for real. Oh lord, it's <laughs> gonna get crazy out of here. Oh, I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm all the above. Let's go. Then he's in one of the first doctoral courses we have in terms of athletic administration. So I'm excited about that. Mike will be in that class as well. And don't don't get it twisted. I will not take it easy on you guys. They're gonna be putting in some work. Major. Oh, we know. Goal is we to know. get a publication. The goal is to get a publication. And if we don't, it's their fault. I'll put. We it. know. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it like that. <laughs> he said we know well, let me get back to what I was really wanting to get excited about because we're running out of this time I done ran my mouth and got all excited you know like I said I went to the Bahamas got to talk to uh, some officials with the University um, Bahamas so when I saw this 
I was extremely excited. The University of the Virgin Islands HBCU basketball class. This is currently a courtesy of HBCU Sports. Remember, HBCU Sports put out a little while ago releasing a report where University of Virginia Islands released a new logo. Well, this time they are having a basketball classic surrounding with home events. They brought in a couple of HBCUs, Arkansas Baptist, Houston Tillerson, and Will Forest are HBCUs that will be participating. They have one non-HBCU. There'll be 12 competitions, six men's games, six women's games. And in terms of that, uh, amazing, excited. In terms of what's going on, it will be at the UBI Sports Fitness Center on the Orville E. King campus on St. Thomas. Great facility there. It is officially the Virgin Islands HBCU Basketball Classic. Dr. Gerald Drew, the director of athletics at UVI, said, quote, UVI Athletics is thrilled to offer the first Virgin Islands HBCU Classic, which was expected, will create a lasting tradition of competition, community engagement, cultural and institutional pride, as well as education to further foster the support of HBCUs. No doubt about it. That's getting it going on. And then Monique Carroll. Remember Monique Carroll over there at Prairie b and assistant? She's been the athletic director for a while at Houston Tillerson. She was quoted as saying, quote, we are excited for our basketball programs to be selected for this event, said Dr. Monique Carroll. She also said this will be a phenomenal experience for our student athletes and a great way to return action against a field of teams who will be excited to compete as well. That's pretty awesome. Let me go back to you, Charles. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, it's really exciting. I'm really uh, uh, excited to have this uh, preseason, uh, if you will, or end of the, se- end of the football season. Uh, I dovetail right into basketball season, basketball tournament there in the uh, Virgin Islands that's going to feature our HBCU teams. Uh, this is historic, and this is uh, what you want. You want to put those teams out front like that and, and give them the exposure that they so rightly deserve. So uh, kudos uh, for all officials in terms of putting that together, Dr. Bill. Yeah, I sure hope this doesn't conflict uh, with any of my predetermined schedules because I might find a way to have to get down there, you know, look at COVID and all that. But outside of that, I might have to figure that out. Shoot, I might see if we have to talk to CEO Roy, talk about uh, maybe this should be a game that we stream and call ah. the stadium. You know, we might have to talk to the athletic director, get him on, Dr. Drew, and see what he thinks about it. Mike, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I, <clears throat> I certainly echo that. I mean, this tournament is the main event for, you know, the, the homecoming or the 2021 homecoming. It's the tip-off for the return to intercollegiate athletics after the the pandemic. Even though we still have that looming threat, I think the timing is something that we can't overlook. Um, You know, it's the tip-off, you know, going into winter and and even to the spring sport, but it's amply placed during the homecoming. So, uh, and what a a perfect timing, what a perfect event to kick off. Uh, It's certainly very exciting. I, I echo what you and uh, CB have, have just stated. Uh, oh, you should, no doubt about it. As Charles would say, his famous quote, I, I, <laughs> I, I just it because I like it. You know, he got me hooked on saying it. I got to see uh, what's that all about. But talking about COVID-19, as I said, uh, also occurs to HBC Sports. I really appreciate this article they got in there, giving them some love. If there's to be a complete HBCU football season, everyone needs to follow Southern and Benedict examples of, in terms of an article that came at HBCU Sports. As you know by now, Southern has been all vaccinated. Just recently, you also heard about Benedict 
uh, being all vaccinated. Um, Coach Jason Riley talked about calling the parents, educating them, and then uh, getting all the football team vaccinated in a lot of ways. So that's big. If we're going to see some football, uh, we need to see uh, people get vaccinated, obviously more than just uh, college students in terms of the professors who a lot of them may be in that high risk category, but fans that want to watch it. Uh, because if you're not careful, you're going to see the next item that was up there. Uh, that's bought to you by me, Sweat challenge, uh, college game day built by home Depot to kick off a 2021 season in Atlanta. But obviously you also had first take and first take had to cancel. Yeah. Uh, there's all of yep. their road games. And a lot of that had to do with the uptick of, COVID-19. Then you have Montgomery cancels all HBCU class the weekend events except for the football game uh, from WSFA.com. Um, so, you know, I have some concerns right there as we as we get into it. We're right at the break, so I'm going to let y'all think about that a little bit. We'll come back in, and before we get into polls, we'll get your thoughts on that, see about bringing in our guests, and then we'll take it from there. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Mike Washington, Charles, stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Football bands and one of the best fan experiences in the country. The Cricket BX Swag Challenge kickoff returns to Atlanta on August 28th, along with special guests, College Game Day. Then Alcorn State takes on North Carolina Central with conference bragging rights on the line. Center Park Stadium is the place to be on August 28th. Come tailgate all day before enjoying a primetime matchup on the gridiron. You don't want to miss this. Check out MeAxWackChallenge.com for more information. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to MyJBN.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's it's the pregame. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame. It's like a loot machine.
This is Dr. Leo with Inside HBCU Sports Lab with none other than Stephen Gaither, HBCU Game Day, A.D. Drew from Sports Rap, Brian and A.D. Sports Rap. We're going to get into it. We're going to see what these experts, I mean, they cover all HBCU sports. Don't get it twisted. But these gentlemen have a expertise like none other when you talk about their lived experience of living the CIAA, not only just covering, then AD Drew living the SIAC experience, not just covering and covering all HBCU sports. So I wanted to bring them on to see what they thought about in a lot of ways in terms of my poll ranking. But before we get into that, a shout out to the folks that came into the lab and giving us some love, Stephen A. Miller, Ricky Burden, Franklin Nelson, Chuck Hunt, Lawrence D. White, Fred Whitted, just to name a few. We'll get back to some other folks that always come into lab and get hard and heavy like that. But before we do that, before we chime in, let Steve get off the uh, the, the, the the mic there. Let him get into it. Unmute mic so we can get ready for his top comments and things going on. But Mike, what were your thoughts in terms of the COVID and these cancellations and uh, the thought that Southern and Benedict are fully vaccinated? Well, I think they're taking a page out of, I mean, you could look at other examples like the Atlanta Falcons, you know, one of the first NFL teams to become 100% uh, vaccinated. I think it's the right move. I think it's the move that's going to be required if we want to complete a full season as we know it. We know that COVID-19 has kind of changed the game, but um, I like the move. I like the leadership decision. They are also following a lot of corporate organizations, a lot of other organizations, such as the airlines, saying, if, you, if you're not vaccinated, you can't work. We can't have a season. We can't have a program. We can't have a you, – you fill in the blank. So I like the leadership move. I like the, the, the message that it sends, that it, it's important not only for us, but, you know, people especially – of our ethnicity, our background, to be vaccinated. I think it sends an important message. Those are my initial thoughts when I saw that. No, no doubt. Good point. Uh, I will say this. The Southern was done before the Atlanta Falcons. I know they're the big brand in NFL, but kudos to Southern. They got it done before Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I mean, they yeah absolutely. To Atlanta Falcons. Hey, it tells me they're ready. <laughs> with that, Charles, what are your thoughts? I mean, uh, with regards to Southern, it tells me they're ready for the season. They're, they're serious yeah. and they're they're about the business, but um, you know, and I've said this before. It's our only way moving forward, and that's the that's the stark reality of 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 what we're looking at in terms of the new norm. Uh, when you, uh, I think Neely says it best: you can have your own opinions, but not your own facts. And the facts uh, tell us, or the science tells us, uh, that vaccinations are the way to move forward in terms of trying to get to some sort of normalcy. So I'm going to continue to promote it, not just here, but on pregame show. But uh, it's, it's just the, the direction that we have to go in terms of uh, getting back to seeing what we want to see, which is a lot of HBCU uh, events and, and football especially. Stephen Gaither, uh, did you want to share any thoughts in terms of COVID-19 and, and teams getting it? Obviously, the SIC mandated it all members of the conference and those individuals associated as you put uh, that news out there front and center from HBCU game day, uh, putting it out there. What are your thoughts, either Benedict, Southern, or just overall? Um, well, yeah, first off, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. Um, I would say, I think, you know, coming off the media days, obviously that was a big topic of discussion, uh, you know, other than the SWAC and a couple of MEAC teams and, and TSU, you know, most teams sat out. 
So I think everybody, I think everyone takes it seriously. Everyone knows that that it's important. And I think we all understand now at this point, more so even than we did a month ago, that we're not out of the woods with it yet. So I think, um, you know, you saw a lot of coaches, you know, saying that they were really going to push, if not really just demand that their players get it, um, you know, just listen to the science behind it. So um, I think everybody gets it. I think, you know, after sitting out a year, I think a lot of these student athletes um, are very hungry to get back on the field. And, you know, they may have some of their own misgivings, but, you know, I think with being being there being young people in a university situation um, and being able to think critically, um, you know, we would hope that they'd be able to uh, come to some conclusions for themselves as to what they need to do to go forward. Great points made. Eddie Drew, you were previously a coach on the sideline. Obviously, it's a long time before COVID, but generally, what are your thoughts uh, with that perspective? Well, I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I saw the mandates that were being put out by some of the conferences and some of the schools were going to be challenged in court. And they have been. And to my surprise, uh, Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney uh, Barrett upheld the mandate saying, yes, an institution can mandate that you have to have the vaccine. And it's interesting on the uh, university level because it's not your only option. You do not have to attend classes on campus. They have online options, which means if you're going to be on campus, they can mandate it. And the most important thing that came out of it, playing sports at the collegiate level is not a right, but, but more, of, more of a privilege, which means you have no right to – there's no God-given right saying that you must play football, you must play basketball. So that's saying that these institutions can, and we've already seen some private institutions can, they challenged it on the, with the state level. And this came out of a ruling in Indiana. But the thing with this was it was only good for that district. So there may be conflicting rulings coming out of other district, uh, district courts uh, sometime down the line, but thus far, the mandates have been upheld. Great point when you get into the legal structure of that. And obviously that was a verdict before it was reviewed by the Supreme Court. In fact, her ruling disallowed it to even come to the Supreme Court. But as you said, it's just one district. So another district, you may see a judge that looks at it differently based on case study. And then you get to the point where it ultimately will go to the Supreme Court. But you would think about how you've seen her ruling in the past on things that she's going to have a framework that a lot of the other uh, Supreme Court judges would have. So even if it gets there, you think it'd be hell. And you think about it. You have universities that mitigated this for a long time and they have rules on vaccinations that you have to get. So if you look at it from that perspective, um, it's just another vaccination that getting into the list that you have to have. Uh, many certain types of vaccinations, in this case, really before you even go to elementary school. So um, it's intriguing that you have some people talking about these anti-vaxxers, and some of them were uh, anti-vaccination pre-COVID-19, but this really is taking it another level. All right, uh, we'll move on into a different direction, what we're really here for. Um, this is the debut of the mid-major preseason poll rankings. 
this is a voting poll. This is a computer ranking poll uh, that we look at. So a little different than some of the polls out there, but I still love my computer analytics part of this. So I just want to get what y'all have to say. Receiving votes before we get into it, Kentucky State Thoroughbred, 6-3, overall 2-19. So top 10. You have the Shaw Bears out of CIAA, 2019 last time they played. You pretty much hear that for all of the Division II NIA programs, as most of them did not play or didn't have enough of them to even create a poll ranking. So I just listened to everybody in 2019. At number nine, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets, 7-4, 7-3, 2019 at West Virginia Intercollegiate Athletic Conference there, 18 points, uh, five points ahead of Shaw Bears. At number eight, Virginia Union Panthers out of the CIAA, 73-5-2, 2019 record, 29 points overall. At number seven, sticking with the CIAA, you have Fayetteville State Broncos, 8-3, 6-1, 2019, 35 points. At number six, rounding out the bottom five, if you would, the first 10 in the top 10, first five, I should say, in the top 10. Goes to Albany State Golden Rams at number six. They're out of the SIAC, as you know, seven and four, five and one, 2019, 54 points. Before we get in the top five, let's rest it here for a minute and go around, if you would, uh, the program. Let's go with Stephen Gay for our guest in today out of CIAA. Uh, do you have any concerns or thoughts on Dr. Kavita's poll rankings this week? Now, be careful. You are invited. No, just kidding. Tell us what you feel. <laughs> you know, uh, it's interesting to see so many uh, CIAA teams at the bottom of this list. Um, you know, Hello! Um, that'll that'll be interesting. Um, you know, Fayetteville State has uh, won the Southern Division of CIAA three years in a row. Um, you know, Coach Hayes, uh, Coach Hayes has uh, got a really good product down there, at Fayetteville. Um, and, and for me to be a Ram and to say that, you know, it's, it's got to be true, you know, but it, it is what it is. Um, and then also uh, Virginia Union as well. I think, um, you know, they were another team that, you know, in 2019, they beat a division, division one school in Hampton. So, um, you know, they, they've uh, I think a couple of the teams in the Seattle Ballet are going to are, uh, you know, I think they're going to be higher in that list when things end up. But it'd be interesting to see from there. Yeah, you're right. There's a couple of other CIW teams that are still out there. You know, don't get too damaging, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I get a chance to get a whole poll ranking. But I like, I like the way you think. I think he makes a great point. So let's see what A.D. Drew says. You know, he might have a different plan on it. If he's not biased coming out of the SIC, let's see what he says. He not biased? Man, you <laughs> throw this poll out the window. I, I need to do like a Tony Reale on around the horn and ball up the piece of paper that I'm looking at and throw it back at you, Doc. How do you not, not only how do you not have Tuskegee in the, in the poll, but you don't even have them receiving votes. And they beat Kentucky State in 2019. Yes, I know that Tuskegee's coming off a of back-to-back we, they, they, Tuskegee season, may be in but the it's top still Tuskegee. Five. Take Shaw out, put Tuskegee in to give the polls some legitimacy. Oh, wow. He's questioning my legitimacy. <laughs> Tell my poll. Mike, I thought you were damaged you. My goodness, I don't need any. I, I, he took, he took one of my main points. 
I was like, I love it when genius comes to the forefront. Tuskegee? <laughs> That's where you're going to set the flag, Tuskegee. They were five and five. I mean, <laughs> I mean you know. Well, Virginia Union beat a weak-ass Hampton, so. I mean, hey, they still, what's the scholarship max to FCS? <laughs> 63. 63. Scholarship max and, and Division two. 32, 32, 32, 36. Um, you know, if you say, if you give if you give Hampton fifty five and you give Virginia Union, I don't think any team in the CIAA had more than Shaw, which would, I think that Virginia Union has maybe twenty six. I don't know. That's pretty good. You know, anytime and you know, anytime a D one school, a D two school beats a D one school, I mean, you know. I think it's an upset. No, I, I think you have to wait that a little bit. We can discuss that one a little bit more. Just because well, plus scholarship. Let me, let me let Charles go get in here before we go to the- I'm sorry, I didn't even got mine out. I'm sorry. No, I mean, I'm well, well, you, you the one battery back and forth. You better say what you got to say. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Charles. Go ahead, CB. No, I mean, first and foremost, wherever you put uh, Kentucky State, I ain't got no problem with them because they still <laughs> one of the options uh, for 2019. They say so. I, I, I give you that one. I give you that one. But I think I think Stephen touched on it. I was surprised if Fayetteville stayed down in the in the second stack because you know they they're predicted to to uh, win the Southern Division. So I was like, whoa, that was interesting. You got brand new turf and everything. Then you gonna put them in the bottom ten? What? What are you doing? Hey, man, it, it's early. It's a preseason. Oh, it's a juggle. Let me go to Mike before you know he already tells me I don't give him the well. Mic. Well, I mean, AD took my point on Tuskegee, but what about Albany State? Have they not finished strong in the last couple of years? Why are they number six? Uh, why should they not be higher in the polls? I don't see why Shaw should, Shaw should even be in the top 10. I think that you make some moves there and you give some legitimate legitimacy to this poll. He was thinking Daryl Asbury Shaw teams, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Stephen Gates. I know you got something to say. I'm gonna bring you back. I'm gonna let you get yeah. more. We got we got you for another 15 minutes. Let me go. I'm sorry, I just I just got a te- I got a, I just got a text. It's all Benny. I, I gotta I gotta pronounce it right. All yeah, Benny. You better for you, you before you won't be able to go back to Jordan. But that being said, what I laugh, listeners out there, y'all give me y'all thoughts. Get it up there now. The first five in the top ten are in. Let me know your thoughts. We're gonna take this break. This is Doctorville inside the HBC Sports Lab. When we get back, we'll reveal the top five teams, including the number one preseason team. For a lot of people, that's probably not going to be much of a surprise, but these guys are giving me the blues in terms of everything else. So let me know y'all thoughts. Let me know if, if Dr. Cavill still got it. I know it's been two years since I did a mid-major poll right but my goodness, it sounds like I done fell apart. COVID-19 <laughs> is ravaging everything, including my poll rank. With that being said, I think we'll be right back after this break. Stay tuned for the second half of the show. The HBCU football experience is back in Atlanta on August 28th. College game day, the Coca-Cola fan experience, the battle of the bands. The Cricket Miak Swag Challenge will have it all. Visit MiakSwagChallenge.com for more information. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvin Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. 
www.shopmelbyonline.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melbourne Online Women's Boutique. You're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics. There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your fam. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Um, can I get the now bar, please? One dollar. Have a good one. Got it. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Let me get a now bar. Sure. One dollar. Appreciate you. Got it. It's like a loot machine. with Inside HBCU Sports Labs. We have the guest, one of the best in the building, Stephen Gaither, HBCU Game Day. Man, Stephen, I had I came across uh, the plug, you know, when you supported us when we in back in 2016. I'm going to send you the picture that text where we had the graphic where we did the live Labor Day Classic as open the stadium for Prairie View. Uh, and, and you gave us much love on that. Man, I saw it the other day. That teased me. I was like, man, look at this, how HBCU game that's grown since then, man. You was a baby in the water then, man. You done blown up, grown up, getting it done. Nice job, man. Trying to get that. We, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. No doubt. Appreciate the support back then. Uh, as we were blowing in the wind, we thought we big time doing pregame stuff. A.D. Drew. Good to see you. You tore up my little pole. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you the business. If you keep bringing it like that, but the, the folks seem to enjoy what you're talking about. So maybe, maybe you got it right. Maybe you got it right. Let's get into the top five without further ado. Let me see if I get it a little better here. I got a couple of CIAA teams in here, so Gaither may be a little more happy this time. But we'll see. At number five, Maybe not. CIAA, Virginia State Trojans, 8 and 2, 6 and 1, 2019, 68 point. They come in at the five spot. Bring us to number four. One of the top five programs that these fellas talk a lot about, but most folks in terms of HBCU sports, maybe not. They sleep on these folks. This is the Langston Lions. NIA mm. program, there's some great wins and winning records, playoff experiences, a couple of years first out of the uh, Central State Football League, and then recently, the last couple of years, they moved over to the Sooner Athletic Conferences. 
They're at eight and two, seven and one. One first place vote, 72 points. Bring us to number three. We're going to head into that Drew territory, SIAC. Miles Golden Bears. He may not be too happy because he's still talking about Tuskegee, but Miles Golden Bears says Tuskegee, who? Nine, five, one, 2019. One first place vote. I got you there, Drew. One first place vote. At number two, though, public institutions are holding it down, both in CIAA and in the SIAC. We're going to stay with the SIAC at number two. We go to Savannah State Tigers, 73, 5 and 0. They in the hunt this year. They don't have any restrictions. So we'll see what it looks like now as they plan for it all. Two first place votes going to the number one team, won it all back in 2019. They are reloaded. They look like they know what they're doing. We certainly know they coach very well. And they are out of the CIAA Northern Division, which is stacked. I gave y'all some homework assignments, so we're going to test these guys out after they tell me about my poll, what they think about that assignment. Number one, Bowie State Bulldogs, 11 and 1, 7 and 0, 2019, six first place votes, 96 points. I know it's the CIAA, but I let Steve and Gaither lead us off, so I'm going to go to you, AD Drew. What about my top five programs? Poll rankings, what do you say? Steve? Oh, no, you, you started off. Go ahead, Drew. Oh, I started off this time? My fault. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said. We're listening in the class. We're listening in the class. Gentlemen, man. I know he the guest. Let me run the show. Put him in the corner. I got Put him in the corner. Put him in the corner. I'm going to put him in the corner. You know what I'm saying? He late to the class. Come on, man. Come on, man. You're going to get this F squared in your life. What you doing? I think you got your top five right, Doc. Except I would flip two and three. I think Miles should be the number two team. They went nine and two on the on the previous season. Miles won the SIAC the last two years. Kind of hard, kind of hard to argue with Bowie being number one. Uh, I like Langston right where they are. Virginia State, if my if uh, Bowie State is not in the CIAA, is Virginia State's conference for the last three years. So mm. I like the top five, except flip-flop Miles and Savannah. I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. You can come yeah. back. Stephen Gaither, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to say it's pretty It's pretty good. Uh, you can flip five and four for me. Virginia State. I'm, I'm Virginia rolling. State in 2019, uh, they went eight and two. Their two losses, one was to a pretty solid Norfolk State team. You know, they're beating them sometimes, but they lost to them, and then they lost to Bowie State who was uh, 11-0 in the regular season. So those were their only two losses. Great I point. mean, you know, nationally ranked a couple times. They're not ranked this year in the poll. Um, you know, I think uh, Langston, obviously, what they do at the NAIA level is uh, they, they've been great at that. Uh, I think you got Miles Savannah State right. You know, Savannah State, um, this would have – they were really looking forward to 2020 because that would have been their second year um, coming back into the SIC, into D2, and – um, you know, the second and third year um, for my alma mater, Winston-Salem State, was when they really took off when they came back. Uh, the first year they didn't win the conference, Shaw, who you guys have in the poll, and you got me defending Shaw and Fayetteville State, um, you know. And, <laughs> you know, my CIAA people are probably not going to believe that, but, you know, I learned, you know, how to do that at Winston-Salem State University. got to give the truth 
And uh, and Shaw, I love it. Love the plug. I love the plug. Shaw's on because Shaw's over Tuskegee because Shaw beat WSSU and WSSU was horrible in 2019. And uh, and and Tuskegee, they were giving away games and Tuskegee couldn't beat them. So there's that. Um, (laughs) but uh, but yeah, I think uh, you got to look right. Bowie State, uh, by far. I mean, you know, they have the their run in the last five years or so. Just seeing their arc has been pretty impressive. You know, it was a time where you know they would go come and they would score a lot of points and they would let you score a lot of points. And uh, there was a time when they people thought in the conference they were soft and if you hit them in the mouth right, that they would fold. Um, and that was true for a while. And then uh, they got better, they got tougher, and they've uh, really just perfected what they do. Um, that coaching staff is, is second to none. Um, and I think uh, if you go through their roster, everybody's from Maryland or D.C., except for maybe one or two guys, and they just really lo- lock in local and do what they do, and their program uh, speaks for itself what they've done in the last uh, in the last five years or so. Great point, and they do it well. Uh, I really like their coaching staff. I do have a little bias, uh, you know, in terms of defensive coordinator, spend some time at Prairie View, um, work with him <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. He, he's good. He's a coach in waiting. I can't wait to hit for him to get his chance. He's been right on the cusp. Can't quite get over it, but he's doing it the right way. So he's going to land a really good job, I hope, instead of just taking anything. With that saying, as we up top of it, we got a little bit. Let me go to Charles, and then I'm going to get the mic, the mic last to make sure he gets his appropriate time in. So, Charles, what do you say about my top five? Stephen Gaither, A.D. Drew said, man, they give me all the love. they welcome to come back anytime. Y'all better watch the spots. What you say, Charles? Well, you, you know, I, I think you got I got top five right. Um, Miles and Savannah State, that's a that's a good flip-flop because I'm, I'm not sure who is two and three. I know Miles, a tremendously tough team in the SIAC. But, I mean, Bowie State, I mean, I think we've said it. I mean, they have uh, been uh, one of the top programs in the CIAA and HBCUs uh, in general. And when you talk about uh, Jerome Johnson, um, you're talking about um, – a quarterback that is here in swag country, we talk a quill glass, a quill glass, a quill glass, but uh, Jerome Johnson is one of the top quarterbacks in the HBC ranks as well uh, for Bowie State. And then Joshua Pryor, this is a guy who doesn't get enough attention, but probably one of the top interior defensive linemen uh, in HBCU football, and he should get a look uh, in the league as well. It's on the back end for uh, Bowie State. Demetri Morsell, uh, one of the top defensive backs, I think, in, in HBCU ranks. So you're talking about a team that's pretty solid uh, on the offensive side and the defensive side. So, uh, you know, it's, it's Bowie State until uh, anybody can reach up and get them. You're safe, Charles. You, you can stay with us. You're safe. Mike? <laughs> Uh, no, how can I argue with, with what's been stated? No, I, <laughs> so, no, I, I agree. I think uh, you could argue that your four through six, you can flip-flop. And there are several ways, reasons for That's that. Fair. Yeah, for number one, uh, you know, number one, you know, without question is Bowie State. They went so many years. They led the league in total offense. They led CIAA in total offense. You could argue that they would lead other conferences and total offense they fell down to number three four sometimes middle of the pack in defense and and to the point that was made earlier you could say well you could hit them in the mouth several teams tried it and didn't do it they just seemed to reload um but you know miles has been the champion the last two years i'm a fan of if they've been champion for the last two years you know kind of like alcorn you know what's to say they ain't gonna reload there's a culture there so i could say that miles could be number two 
and, and Savannah State's going to be up there. But um, for Albany State, correct me if I'm wrong, they do have a win against Miles either in 2019 or 2018. So they play really strong. On any given year, they could beat. So uh, four, six, four through six to me, you could arguably interchange those. Langston, uh, they've been gone, what, seven and two or something like eight and oh, uh, and they've done well in their conference. They, you know, their tops in offensive, on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, they've been very balanced in the last couple of years. So there's nothing to say that they won't be that way this year. Um, so I, I think you did a great job here. I'll give you kudos. Don't record this because, you know, I'm sure we'll come to another poll and I'll totally disagree with you. Um, but great job with the uh, top five. But I think you could argue that the four through six, Langston, Virginia State, and Albany State, you could you could interchange those anyway past three, you know, coming into the season. Great points by all. Man, all of y'all going to be welcome back for the next poll ranking we do at some point oh, oh, as we get into part of the season see how I'm doing. So all the seats are, are nice and full. So I appreciate the love there. Did want to give a shout out. Out uh, for a Bowie State, they're the only lone HBCU program at the D2 poll. That's courtesy at HBCUGameDay.com. They tell you about some other Division II SIAC and CIAA programs that are getting um, some votes or consideration. So go check out that article. Great article there. Stephen Gaither continues to bring it, teasing out a little bit as we're going to take a deeper dive on Thursday into his article that looked at the comparison. Check this one. I like this one, too, man. We did a little bit about this, but he went into inside the numbers in some ways, if you would, about the culture. He talked about the swag with Don Cookman fam, the comparisons of Oklahoma and Texas going to SEC. I like that because a lot of folks may have wouldn't have caught that. A lot of people agree with it. Some people didn't. But great dialogue, great discussion. We'll get into that more. I want to do this. I asked everybody to do the homework, so quick, quick, because we're going to take a break. If you look at the divisions, this is the homework assignment. If you look at the divisions, the teams in the SIAC East, the teams in the SIAC West, the teams in the CIAA South, the CIAA North, start with Steve Gates, which has the toughest division collection of teams now, in your opinion, between those two conferences and four divisions, Steve Gaither, which one is the toughest? And which one is the weakest? Without a doubt, CIAA North is the toughest. Um, again, Virginia State lost to a FCS team, and they lost to uh, an, unde an undefeated uh, Bowie State team. So those were the two losses on the year. They finished eight and two. Um, well, I like them to be in your top uh, – definitely be uh, higher in your top five at the end of the year. Um, I think the least competitive right now – I'm going to say the SIAC West. Ooh, nice. Drew, I mean, come in here. You know, oh, break it down. Go ahead. Until, until, until somebody takes, you know, some, until somebody comes in and takes the porridge from the Miles Bears. And, you know, I, I mean, they have, uh, you know, Tuskegee, you know, they, they have a great name. They got a great brand. And, uh, you know, they've done a lot of great things. But, you know, it's whatever you've done for me lately. Now, you know, nobody's playing in, in two years. I think that's the thing we all have to keep in mind. But when you talk about cultures, um, I think two of the gentlemen that we talked about, um, you know, Miles College, uh, Coach Ruffin over there, and then Coach Wilson over at Bowie State, I think if this was the older days before some of the FCS schools went to hiring 
you know, coaches that only have D1 experience as head guys. I think both of these guys should be head guy, uh, head guys at any prospective openings because I think they're great program builders. So, but uh, yeah, I think the SIAC West, uh, I'd, I'd have to give them the cupcake division. No problem. AD Drew, toughest and weakest. Make it quick. We got to get to this break. I'm, I'm going to make this quick. Uh, I really want to argue with that CIAA North considering I'm an SIAC man, but it's tough to argue with that CIAA North. Although I say the SIAC East could give the CIAA North a run for its money. But I think probably the least competitive is going to be the CIAA South. When is the last time the CIAA South beat somebody in the North or anywhere? You know, Fayetteville State goes to the championship game and loses by 30 every year, it seems like. You know, at least the SIAC West – the champion comes out the West, so you can't say that they're worse off than the CIAA South when the champion has consistently come out the West, be it Tuskegee, be it Tuskegee a few years ago or Miles. That's why I have to put them above that. Uh, in terms of competitiveness, I, 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 I hear where you're going. In terms of competitiveness, I would still say is that CIAA South, you know, there's a team uh, in Winston-Salem that used to be pretty good, but and used the to be, just like you said, Tuskegee. They used to be pretty good. So since then, the CIAA, they're, they're the Tuskegee of the oh, CIAA. So, this is you know. good. They have, they have went so, to the lights. So we'll hey, you know, somebody, if somebody's going to gonna rise to the top and somebody's going to stay at the bottom or, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I like it. I like it. See, that's what happens when you get the good lectures going. It can really get in there. Yeah, two weeks ago, Charles go to the lights. A week ago, you had Mike. Go to the license. Now it looks like Drew and Gator, Stephen Gaither are going to the lights. They gonna bring it. We have to have y'all put on your lab jackets officially to drop the mic and make your point. With that, this is Doctorville. We're into our last break, well above the breaking point. But we're gonna take our last break. We'll get some things that we'll do at the top of the hour. We'll close out and bring it home in the way that we always do. Stick with us, Doctorville, inside HBC Sports Lab. Stick with us for our last break. Here comes Monmouth. Now they come in at North Carolina AT for homecoming. Advice to Monmouth for homecoming at AT. Leave the band at home. You can get, just get the whole 20 minutes to AT. With my powers and knocking the pitches down Trying to teach you business first And put your pitches down Major Let's get back to getting ticks Instead of watching flicks Before we can safely get out there We need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines Visit getvaccineanswers.org So you can make an informed decision For yourself and for your crew Ladies and gentlemen It's showtime Get ready for the crack Pepsi Zero Sugar, Sunday, August 29th, 4 o'clock, NRG Stadium in Houston, featuring the hottest HBCU marching bands, Southern University, Lansing University, Tennessee State, Norfolk State, North Carolina A&T State, Texas Southern, Bethune-Cookman, and Jackson State. Don't miss the battle on the field and the stands with scholarships, over $500,000 
Travel in town for our HBCUs. It's an HBCU experience you don't want to miss. With a weekend of activities with, with the Cracker Barrel Step and Stroke, Pepsi Zero Sugar Merchant Experience, Esports Masterclass and Gaming Tournament, and the free Pepsi Zero Sugar College and Health Fair. Tickets start at just $15. Get them right now at nationalbattleofthebands.com. It's the Cracker Barrel National Battle of Bands. Sunday, August 29th, NRG Stadium, Houston. Gates open up at 2.30. Also sponsored by Cricket and HEB. NationalBellOfTheBands.com. Get your tickets right now. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. Football bands and one of the best fan experiences in the country. The Cricket BX Whack Challenge kickoff returns to Atlanta on August 28th along with special guests. College game day. Then Alcorn State takes on North Carolina Central with conference bragging rights on the line. Center Park Stadium is the place to be on August 28th. Come tailgate all day before enjoying a primetime matchup on the gridiron. You don't want to miss this. Check out MeaxWackChallenge.com for more information. This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Um, I wanted you all guys to get in there. You know, I wasn't going to leave you out. We're going to make sure that you all get some love. Let me go to you, Charles. You heard what the quote-unquote experts had to say, CIAA and SIEC. Let's restate the question. We asked people to do their homework, and they're breaking it down now as we got it down there. But what are your thoughts? CIAA North, CIAA South, SIAC East, SIAC West, which is the toughest? Doc, uh, let me tell you, can't nobody tell me nothing bad about the SIAC West because I, I got sick of Kentucky State with the option and, and Tuskegee the year before with Jackson State. So SIAC West, they tough enough to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I will say out of those divisions, I think when you take a look at the CIAA North, with Bowie State, Virginia State, and Virginia Union, that is probably the class act uh, of, of, of both conferences when you take a look at the amount of talent uh, all three of those teams have. No doubt about that. Excuse me there. With that being said, let me go to Mike. Uh, What's your I- thoughts on these divisions? What is the toughest division at the mid-major now? Uh, what do with, you say? With, with- Without question, I hate to admit it, but it would be the CIAA North. Going back to 2014, I think – I think Bowie, it's a consensus. Yeah. Yeah, Bowie State, Virginia State, they got about four of the championships, four or five of the championships going back to 2014. So that's a competitive part, uh, you know. And then as far as the Southern, the the, the weakest, you got to go uh, – <laughs> you got to go with the South. Unfortunately, since Fayetteville <laughs> seems to go to the championship and lose and lose convincingly every year. So, uh, but I go with the CIAA North as the strongest. Charles, did you say CIAA was the weakest in terms of? 
Uh, I know. I think the CIAA uh, South, yeah, it's probably the, the weaker division out of three. Three people said, yeah, yeah, three, three of the four said SIC. I mean, yeah, CIAA. Again, Winston Salem State gets back in the mix. You know, I mean, yep. it's been Fayetteville State. Uh, for a while now, so I'm, I'm, and I, and I wanted to ask Steve, we got to bring him back on because I was kind of looking for who might be those sleeper teams in the CIAA or in the SIAC. Great yeah. point. Yeah, we'll certainly have to get him back on to give us a little breakdown and opinion in that really good question, and he will know what's going on there. We'll bring uh, Drew as he broke down the SIAC for us and uh, put it up, and he'll be regularly providing us updates. But let me go and uh, go to you, Charles. What are some of your final thoughts? Anything that you wanted to make sure that you got out there in regards to the hot news of the day that we didn't cover in the first part of the show? Yeah, Black College Hall of Fame uh, watch list came out today. And, I mean, it's loaded with talent. We haven't had uh, uh, some of these teams play in, in a couple of years now. So uh, you got a lot of talent that is on this watch list when you're talking about Marquise Bell from Florida A&M, Aquil Glass, Alabama A&M, uh, Christian Clark, big guy in the middle. Uh, for Alabama State, you know, you're talking about uh, J- Javon Frazier, Virginia State. We're talking CIAA and SIAC today. Uh, you talk about uh, some other guys, Mike Davis, quarterback from Morehouse, uh, Jerome Johnson. We mentioned him from Bowie State. So you got a lot of talent up and down this list representing CIAA all the way through to the Swag West. So uh, it's going to be a tremendous season. Really looking forward to uh, these guys uh, putting their talent out there for, for the world to see. Man, I like the comments there. Before I go to you, Mike, with your final thoughts, let me give a shout-out to Lab Lectures. Those that hung in with us, they seem entertained today. It's a couple of weeks left, 20-plus days left before we get it on. Christopher White, Sarah Beverly, Frankie Nelson, Lonnie Shaw, Travis Rose, Dwight Moore is giving us that business and giving us the information. Chuck Hunt is always in the house. Karen Griffin must always giving true love in terms of what's going on at us. Belinda Johnson, uh, making sure she gets in the mix in terms of comedy. Kevin Harrison, Willie Alex Hine, Jimmy L. Wilson is in the building. Uh, he's uh, must have found out we're going to talk a little bit about the basketball with the UVI tournament, basketball tournament. You know, he got that basketball love. Giving him a shout out. A couple of folks said, Charles, you did your homework this week in terms of uh, CIAA analysis. I like it. I like it. Shannon McGee. Lawrence D. White giving us some love in, in the building in terms of what's going on. So just wanted to give a shout out to all the lab lectures that are out there. Jesse Bishop, making sure we make sure we give much love uh, I'm for all on. that. I'm yeah, with you. yeah, I, I like it. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Appreciate you. Oh, man, she had a great time in, in the suite, especially when Jackson State found a way to get the victory, boy. I tell you, I'm glad. Uh, I, I, I was like, is that it's a bad charm? I got to figure out how to put some garlic around or something. <laughs> <laughs> time, but that hurt, hurt my feelings there. Quentin Henry, all these folks in the building, Trudy, jo- Trudy Johnson, Tom Anderson, Troy Lamont, Coleman, all we getting it done. AD just got married. He's all discombobulated. <laughs> Ricky Burton. Given all the information. With that, Mike, what was your latest news that you wanted to make sure we closed out with the show? Yeah. Let, hit them with a flight of the bumblebee. Let's talk bands. We done talk football. Let's talk a little bit about the band. Grambling State, care of, you know, HBCU Sports. Want to give them the credit. Also want to give, you know, social media. This has kind of been a, uh, 
uh, a lot uh, the source of a lot of banter with a lot of the HBCU's social media sites. Grambling State names their first female drum major since 1952. Candace Hawthorne will be the second female drum major to grace the field since Patricia Patterson took on the role in 1952. Wow. That's a, yeah. So it'll, their drum majors, Deontay Gibson, Candace Hawthorne, and Chevion Jones have been named the official drum majors for the Gramlin Tigers. So kudos to them. But I talked to a few band geeks and different and, and Southern and Dallas and in a Prairie View, and they were one, they, they all one response in common. What took them so long? <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Mike is going to keep it real. With that, we'll bring it to a close. Thank you for listening to Inside HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Caville, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. Hope you enjoyed our guest. Uh, that is Stephen Gaster of HBCU Game Day, as well as pulling in AD Drew behind the scenes, giving us that work from the sports rap. And that's Brian and AD. Make sure you check them out. They had a great show where they gave some love to the North Carolina a and I'm not so much sure if it was love to uh, some of the members of, of the Big South. Just telling them, hey, this is your experience that you need to be getting ready if you're coming to North Carolina a and especially for homecoming. Uh, forget who that appointed is, but uh, just giving, throwing it out there. I didn't forget, but you know how I am. You know how I do it. So much love there. Check us out every Tuesday and Thursday, 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. We look forward to next week as we discuss the latest in the lab. And that next week is actually this Thursday. Stick with us. We'll bring it hot and heavy as we get into some more dialogue, a little more of the football scene. We'll chop it up a little more about that. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Follow Charles Bishop, Instagram, pre-D-I uh, Love. Really, it's the pregame show as he brings it hot and heavy. Man, those are little short film clips. If you're not getting that information, you're missing it. Mike Washington on Twitter. Uh, check him out as you see it scrolling at the bottom. Make sure you give us love. We appreciate it. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, one on Twitter. Hit us up, subscribe, like, all those good things. Facebook. YouTube, inside the HBCU Sports Labs, the numbers continue to grow. We appreciate everything you're doing for us. Dream big and continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles. Of course. Mike. Lecture. Dismissed.